This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to uh, I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Oh, that continues to be my biggest challenge. Uh, it just rained. Uh, we're in the backyard, of course, uh, so the air could not be crisper. And the only uh, real situation is the leak in my garage that I thought I had repaired absolutely did not hold. Do not ask me to repair your garage. Let's stop talking about it. I'm ready to get into the podcast. I love today's guest. He's incredible. It's Paul Feig. Hello, Bridger. Paul, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thanks so much. I was going to ask you to fix my garage, but I think I, I won't do <laughs> I've it lost now. the job already. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let's just shut down the podcast. You can go home. Uh, you got lost on your way here. I did. I did. My GPS screwed me. And you went to Van Nuys. Yes. Which is very much the other direction. <laughs> it's totally the other direction. And I thought it was sending me on some route that was really clever, because I wasn't sure where I was coming to. But I had gone somewhere in Van Nuys yesterday, and for some reason it made that my first stop on my way to see oh, you. Yeah, so, that would be yeah, kind right. of like a sneaking around way. Yeah, if exactly. you were going like a sneak attack. I want to actually me. go around the world <laughs> and meet you by coming the other way. <laughs> Which I would have appreciated. Yeah, a exactly. big entrance. There you go. <laughs> I mean, and then the other thing about your entrance is you're now storing some things in my fridge. I am. I am. I'm storing some eggnog and some uh, heavy cream um, <laughs> for cocktails I'll be making at this party I'm going to. Oh, Christmas beautiful. Party. So this is a stop on your way to a party. Yes, to okay. a Christmas party. Exactly. And you're dressed very appropriately. Well, thank you. I, I would normally be wearing a, a suit and tie, but not this one. Right. Because I'm wearing a very Christmassy outfit. How many suits do you own? Uh, quite a few. Uh, I would say between the three places that I live, because I have we live in London, New York, and here. Uh, I dare say there's a hundred suits spread That's across incredible. this globe. <laughs> and let me ask you: Have you always worn suits, or is this like in the last twenty years? No, I, I when I was a kid, I always wore suits. I actually got my first suit when I was about nine years old. I got a three-piece suit oh. that I loved, uh, a Pierre Cardin. It's a very spicy number. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, then I, I kind of, you know, I, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm an older man. Uh, I grew up in the disco era, and so when I was in high school, like from '76 to '80, it was very disco-oriented. And so I, you know, you always dressed up for that. Right, right. So, 
Yeah. And do you have any of those suits left over? No, I wish I did. There's of actually course. some suit. You know, honestly, you know, you look at like Tom Ford these days, and it's so inspired by the, you oh, know, yeah. that with the big lapels and everything. So I should have just hung on to everything I had. What's the oldest suit you currently own? Uh, what is my oldest suit? Um, I got some really old ones, I gotta say. I, th- I think my oldest one is probably, I would dare say, 20 years old. Oh my God, yeah. that's great. And is it still in the rotation? No, but some okay. other ones have been bumped up. I got some 15-year-old ones that uh, I had retailored. Okay. Yeah, so I have a really great tailor in, in Beverly Hills who can take like a suit that's out of style and kind of put it slightly back into style. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And of course you hold on to them because they can circle back. That's exactly it. Yeah. There's nothing worse than getting rid of something than you're like, oh, you know, like I, I, if I had that, I could have worn it. Oh, haunting feeling to yes. just think about a piece of clothing. Tragedy. That, yeah, Tragedy. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> and you have basically a uniform. Yes. Does it make life feel easier or are you still stressed about what you're wearing? Well, I mean, it'd be easier if I just wore the exact same suit every day, mm-hmm. you know, like like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly or whatever. I think he had like, <laughs> so he didn't have to use any extra brain power. He wore the exact, or Steve Jobs, I think. Did that oh, too. Steve Jobs, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I have a lot of stress about my... Uh, wardrobe. It's not so much figuring out what I'm going to wear. It's more during the day, like making sure everything's not falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) Ties not crooked. I'm very anal, very anal. Right. And let me ask you this. What do you wear to bed? Uh, well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a, uh, in the buffer. Uh, oh, okay. Say. Fantastic. Yes, exactly. But yeah. I do have nice pajamas that I wear before. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is there any point in the day where you're like in a t-shirt? Um, if I'm, my workout, I do a morning walk every day, okay. like a four mile walk. So okay. for that, I will put on a t-shirt and, sweat, and sweatshirt and all that. Do, are those, do you feel like you really pick those to belong within your style or are those truly just for comfort? Those are, yeah, it, it's all swag. It's <laughs> every t-shirt I've ever gotten for free from a production gets worn when I go out. So that's walk. the only time of the day that we might catch you looking like a slob. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to go to my local coffee shop where I have breakfast every day, you will chances are you will see me like that the funny thing is because i'm usually in there in that so when i occasionally come in in a suit they're they're so surprised and yet everybody else would be surprised to see me in sweatpants oh that's so fascinating do you have any other rituals like this in your life or is this the one big thing um well i mean it's probably the main one i mean yeah i would dare say that's you know other other than you know liking cocktails and making stuff like that um but but no that's the thing that you know daily i have to deal with is you know my, how i dress right yeah. right and as far as like today was raining yeah do you have a raincoat you throw over the suit no, I'm more of an umbrella guy, and okay. you just kind of dash to the <laughs> dash to the car. <laughs> but when I'm in, you know, New York or, or London, then um, I, I do have raincoat. It's getting hard to find good raincoats, I will say. Oh, really? Good, like functional rain raincoats. Yeah. Where are you looking for them? Well, I like to go to like you know, I want a proper like for over a suit kind mm-hmm. of a, ra- a raincoat. And they used to make ones that were just like you know, like it was a shell, looked like you know a man's raincoat. Right, right. But now it's either got to be like a big trench coat from Burberry, mm-hmm. and they're not that they're not. Um, waterproof a lot of them. Oh, what a waste. Very, yeah, I know, it's very weird. Like, it's hard to find just like a lightweight, long, you know, down to your knee kind of, you know, uh, not duster, but a shell or something. That'll protect that you nuts. from the that rain. Right. I could put, throw right. a poncho on if I want, but why would I do that? <laughs> Add a poncho to the rotation. That's, if I could make a, make ponchos stylish, I would be, I'd be all, yeah, there are some beautiful actual ponchos as opposed to rain ponchos. Right, right. I, yeah, I feel like I could, 
I should throw a poncho in the rotation. You could rock a poncho. <laughs> I appreciate that, that support. Yeah, you could. I, I, a friend and I always we always want to bring back uh, like antiquated men's fashion stuff, and we're, we're really obsessed for years about trying to bring the cape back. Oh, the cape! I feel like somebody's going to eventually nail the cape. I think so. The problem is it's so not functional. Yeah. What What does it offer? Not much, unless you want to be like Dracula and cover your face, or you know, <laughs> or try to fly off a building. I guess. Or say I'm wearing a cape. <laughs> well, that's. Exactly. That's, that's, that's really function. the only reason you wear a cape. <laughs> <laughs> have, do you own any capes, or have you tried to wear one? Yeah, I've got a couple, um, and I've tried to wear them, uh, but they're, they're they're really you really get stared at. When you're <laughs> yeah, a cape. It, it's just such an affect where it's just like people are yeah. like this jerk. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, I, I I use a walking stick a lot, like when I direct. I just love walking sticks. Yeah, I don't need it. Right. If I needed it, it would be a cane. But I, I like walking with a walking stick. But that you, you have these mornings, you're like. Do I want to have that many people staring at me today? Because, <laughs> you know, it's either going to attract attention or people are going to come up and say something. Right. And I feel like even because you you are always so nicely dressed, like if you're, you're at the grocery store, are people taking a look? Uh, yeah, you do look well. Well, no, here's what happens, my friend, is wherever you are wearing a suit, people will come up and ask you questions because they think you work there. <laughs> oh, interesting. Anywhere you're at the airport, excuse me, sir, where's the bathroom? I don't know. What? Any, yeah, because there's some about a man in a suit and tie they just assume you work there. They assume you're Mr. LAX. You own the airport. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. I was in like the, the 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 lounge the other week, and I mean, I couldn't walk the length of it without like it. Like, I think like three people asked me a different question about <laughs> the, the lounge. <laughs> and like, do you just assume I, I know the lounge so well because I'm a frequent flyer, or no? It's because you think I work here. You should take advantage of that. The power. Oh, I, I, I just send them in, in terrible <laughs> yes, routes. You can and do all whatever that. you want. It could only be revenge. That's all I could ever do with it. <laughs> you hope that you run into like a low level enemy that you can kind yeah, exactly. of exactly send... go right out that door, right out that door. <laughs> um, here's a question: Is there anything that you do badly? I mean, I was thinking about the garage and right. me, my horrible attempt at fixing the leak. Right. I should not. I should have just had somebody do it. Yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, but that you kind of want to save money sometimes. Yeah, you want to feel like a DIYer too. Well, it would feel incredible, but <laughs> I mean, every DIY I've ever attempted has failed. Right. What do you do poorly? What's something you're like, I wish I was better at? Ugh, I, anything sports related. Oh, sure. Anything that requires a coordination, <laughs> to be quite honest. <laughs> and I always think I can do it. And mm-hmm. it's always a disaster. I'm very much on the same page with you there. Yeah. Let me ask you, do you like badminton? I do like badminton. Okay. I, I enjoy playing the sports. I'm just terrible at them. Okay, <laughs> Although sure. I started playing pickleball with a friend of mine, and actually I might have a shot at that. Do you... Way it's taken the world by storm is remarkable. It's wild. I, I think I think it's just for older folks, but uh, but maybe the younger generation. No, isn't everybody's doing. It too. doing it. Really, I love everybody. It. I, except for me, of course, well, because I have not been given the opportunity, well, and it scares me. Never say bit. never. <laughs> <laughs> but you're into pickleball, and you feel like you're improving. I, I've only played twice. <laughs> no, okay, yeah. well, Paul, but, but I right. wasn't a disaster. That's all I know. Well, that's a ama- that's a pretty good thing uh, sign. Yeah. Two games in, and you're. Decent at it? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not embarrassing at it. Um, and for those of the those of your audience that don't know what pickleball is, because I, I up until a few weeks ago, I had no idea what it was. Right, right. It's basically like uh, ping pong that you can stand on the table because <laughs> <laughs> you have these solid kind of you know uh, whatever they are rackets, right? And the ball is like a little wiffle ball, so super light and bounces. And then the the cord is like the you know the size of somebody's driveway. Really. Right. Are you going to like a community pickleball court? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be sad. 
Uh, is well, it like I've a joined a very house? high-end pickleball club. Uh, it's very exclusive. I'm sorry. It's just you and your friends. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I guess I should give... I feel like I played pickleball in high school... Any game with a, a solid, hard piece of plastic scares me. I feel like I'm going to get hit by it. Well, I'm with you. This one's pretty light, though. Okay. But, uh, yeah, because I, I remember having to play, like, a hockey, floor hockey. You know, oh. And being the goalie and just getting smacked right in the forehead. Oh, horrifying. Pucks. Floor hockey? Is that you're on foot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that doesn't seem like a good game at all to me. No, it was, it was I don't know if it's played beyond grade school. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> all I know is that they, you know, it, it, this is what I hate about sports and playing sports and all that there's everybody else is so into it and they're so competitive <laughs> and they just you know how many times have i been like on a show and they go we, we started a softball team you got to come out and play it's gonna be so much fun it's never fun it's always <laughs> fucking terrible because there's always some <laughs> asshole what come on man you can pick that up you're gonna throw it it's like all right i'm out you know what this is not fun <laughs> this was meant to be fun yeah. and we've turned it into a horrible horrifying yeah. business yeah because there's always somebody who's super competitive with and better at at it than everybody else. Of course, of course. And though they want you to be at their level and right. we're just there to like to goof around. <laughs> Do you like watching any sports? I, I used to be into baseball. I found kind of fun. Um, but then I honestly, I had like season tickets to the Dodgers back in the nineties. Oh. And then when they had this big strike, it was like a, a year-long strike that shut down baseball. I was kind of like, eh, it made it not fun anymore. Because uh-huh. you kind of go, oh, that's right, it's a business. That's yes, what... it's just all about money. And yeah. But when not... I'm in England, I actually can enjoy watching cricket occasionally. Oh, sure. That's fun. Yeah, it's a very when in Rome situation. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, for the last... Probably at this point, eight years, I keep saying I'm going to get into basketball. When the yeah. season rolls around, I'm going to start. I'm going to pick a team, and it absolutely has not happened. You know, it's just too much mayhem for my taste. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like about like baseball and cricket or forever is like okay, one person comes up, you watch them do their thing, then it goes. You know, like I, you know, I tried to watch the World Cup, and it's just like, it, what's happening? Everybody's <laughs> running around, and then it's like, and it, suddenly there's a score. You know. <laughs> I will say this about soccer. I love that the clock starts ticking and you know it's going to be over. Oh, no, totally. That's true. But that's why, I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of my, my British friends because they're always like, what is, you know, soccer, football, they call it, take off over here. I said, it's because Americans, we are so goal-oriented that you've got to know when it's going to end. Like, you watch a soccer game, and it's like, oh, and it's almost over. Oh, no, oh, and there's two and a half more minutes because of penalties. Like, what? You know, and then it can end in a tie or, uh. or, or no score. And, like, that's just so not American. That is, no one ever gets to just tie. No, no. It's Someone like going must to, be defeated. Yes, exactly. No, it's like going to a movie and go, and hey, there's no ending. We're just going to go home. <laughs> um, well... Look, you, we're obviously both huge jocks, and we could talk about sports all day. <laughs> yes. Uh, but there is something else I wouldn't mind talking to you about. Please. Uh, obviously, you ran into some trouble getting here, <laughs> and then you show up and you rudely ask to use my fridge. Exactly. I'm putting all of these things aside. I'm thinking, well, just get to the podcast. It'll be fine. Just get them out of here. Just exactly. get through it. <laughs> just <laughs> deal with it. Uh, and then, of course, there was another surprise. Yes. The podcast is called I Said No Gifts. I know, I know. I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah, you showed up uh, with the eggnog and everything, put that in the fridge, and right. then you had two objects that are clearly gifts. They're in gift wrap. Yeah. You handed them to me. Yes. Are these gifts for me? They are. 
I'm sorry. I just, I can't show up without a gift in hand. <laughs> you can tell me not to, but I will do it. They're okay. Well, that's, that's not a behavior I expected from you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know, I thought Paul is somebody who's in control. He respects boundaries. Well... He doesn't stir the pot. Well, this is my way to control the situation. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually control-free. Highly manipulative. Uh, yeah, very much it's so. It's sickening yes. to see this sort of thing happen on my podcast. I know, I know. Well, should I open it here on the show? Yes, please. Open your gifts. Okay, Open it's, the small one first. Okay, there are two, yeah, there are two different objects here. Yeah. One's kind of a round thing, and then the other's mm-hmm. more of a, a rectangle thing. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, I mess. know my shapes. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to open this round thing first. It's okay. an interesting... Uh, Annalise will hold the mic while I open this. Annalise is in a striking jacket as well. Uh, everyone's here. really well-dressed. I know. Maybe uh, stepping it up. Let's see. Oh, <laughs> this felt way harder than I expected it to. <laughs> I think it's a little old. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lemon. Yes. Which I, I was like, is this going to be a wiffle ball? It was so hard. <laughs> I, I should have brought you a pickleball. I know. I mean, had I I know we were going to venture into pickleball territory. But then we would have exhausted the conversation. That's I would have true. just had to move on from the ball. <laughs> That's right. Why are you giving me a lemon? It's a, well, let's it, say it's an average looking lemon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the greatest lemon. <laughs> um, uh, well, it, it's, it's part of a part of a set. <laughs> oh, is it part of this other Free object? with your other here? gift. Okay, yes. we're going to open so. it up. Well, let's, yeah, well, let's, let's open it up. We can dwell on the lemon if you like. I can no, talk we'll lemons get back all to day. the lemon. Okay. I, yeah, I've got... Thoughts on lemons. There you go. Annalise is returning to hold the mic. <laughs> holding the mic. I wish I had brought even more presents just so Annalise could never get I to sit down. I would have been so happy. We're slowly getting into the package here. And it's a very cute wrap. Is that a Scotty dog It on is. Here? We, we have a Scotty dog. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to get an... Oh. He lives in London now. Oh, he does? Yes, he does. Okay, well, he's moved away. <laughs> he's moved back to his home country. <laughs> um, it's a citrus squeezer. It is. This is... Okay, so first of all... Whatever we end up talking about, wonderful. <laughs> this is such a practical, wonderful thing for me to own. Yeah, well... This see, is that... like... A lot of people give me, let's be honest, things are that are unusable, that oh, are yeah. cluttering my home. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, oh, I know, <laughs> I know. I, I, I don't want to add to clutter, because my life is trying to get rid of things that I don't need. <laughs> yeah, this is something I can put in the kitchen drawer mm-hmm. and actually use, but I'm curious as to why you brought these things. Well, I I like to make cocktails, and I find that in cocktails you do use a lot of fresh citrus. And, right. Uh, you know, and I don't want you if you're going to make a cocktail to go to the store and buy one of those like plastic lemons and squeeze that <laughs> horrendous whatever that is out of it. <laughs> it's supposed to be lemon juice. I want you to be classy when you have friends over. And you want to make a cocktail, you pull this out. It's so uh, yeah, so adult and professional. Well, that's exactly it. Okay, so you're very much into cocktails, and is this? A long time thing, or is it like you've slowly developed this interest? What's the deal? Um, well, to me, cocktails always stood for everything I wanted my adult life to be. 
uh, because it may, it was cool. You right, know? right. So, like, I, I, I've told this story before, so if any of your listeners have listened to me on other Turn podcasts... Turn off the podcast now. Just go forward. Start exactly. writing that bad review. That's right. Exactly. No, when I was about five or six, my parents took me to Las Vegas because they were going to see a fight, like a Muhammad Ali fight. And and so they were going to put me in the nursery, uh, the casino nursery. Oh, while they I went love off a casino fun. nursery. Yeah, I know. There used to be a casino nursery. What? Yeah, this was like the dunes or, I don't know, one of the, one of those old ones. Could you smoke there too? Yeah, you know, you could actually. <laughs> oh, <wonderful. laughs> That's where I had my first martini. <laughs> uh, uh, no, but the, so you would kind of, you couldn't go, the kids couldn't walk through the casino. Now I think kids can walk in. Oh, yeah. But you had to go around the outside, so there's like outside, like outer rim. And in the for some weird reason, the nursery was a glass sliding door right there that looked out on the <laughs> casino floor. So I guess you could watch your parents lose lose your just, college money. Yeah, just ruin their lives. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they put me in there, and so I'm up against this window staring out. I didn't want to be in there because I hated other kids when I was a kid because <laughs> I just wanted to be with the adults. And I'm watching this, you know, grown-up playground of people, and that's when people dressed up nice. Right, in Vegas, right. They're drinking cocktails, they're smoking, and all this and I'm just sitting there go like, if God is my witness, I'm going to be that. Like, you know, and so as a kid, it just like, but to me, seeing people sipping like martinis mm-hmm. was just, that was the thing that stuck in my head. Oh, that's lovely. Um, okay, so you, at a very early age, you decided this is going to be me. Do you have siblings? No, I went to Okay, child. so there was no sibling that like fell by the wayside as a slob while you were soaring. No, no, I did not have an odd couple situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and so now I have these things. And yeah. are there any cocktails you recommend I make? Well, I mean, squeezer aside, um, I'm a martini guy. That's, that's my okay. favorite classic. Drink in the world. Yeah, Absolutely classic. classic. Yeah, but it has to be made very r- the correct way. Right. Yeah, it's going to have to be very cold, very dry. When you're at a party or some sort of mixer or a lo- airport lounge, like, are the drinks being served to you garbage and you're usually unsatisfied well it depends yeah it, it's i mean <laughs> yes. it, it, if you're at a place that doesn't kind of specialize in cocktails mm-hmm. and i'm not talking about those real some some i just find obnoxious because it the, the mixology is so over the top right you know what i mean right but just like you know you like like, like polo bar in, in new york you know or bemelman's or something like that or here you know the roosevelt or whatever then you know they're just like they're making you know muso franks they make like a great martini there, right you know and it's just old school yeah, but I've, I've, the martinis go off the rails so easily. It seems like the easiest drink is one of the hardest drinks to get right for some weird reason. What does it take to make one correct? Well, it's, it's, first of all, it's personal taste. So some people like a very wet martini, right, which has right. a lot of vermouth in it. Most people don't. I don't. Uh, and so I like just a, like a drop of vermouth or even just a rinse where you rinse the glass with it first. But I, I do like, I'd rather have it in it because I'd rather have it mixed with it. Right, right. So if there's too much vermouth, then it's like, ugh, that, that's kind of a drag. <laughs> and then if it's not cold enough, that's the biggest sin I find a lot of places. Is they it's in it like a, it's a lukewarm, just, oof, it's a room good. temperature, right? Yeah. I, I haven't heard of this cold. rinsing before. This is uh, yeah. a, I, don't, I don't drink, and mm. so this is all so fascinating to yeah. me. But the idea of rinsing a dish before putting another thing in just yeah. for the 
touch of flavor. Yeah, just it kind of, you know, you're seasoning the glass with it. That's so fascinating. It is good that you don't drink. You look great. Why is it good? Because you, I'm only 40 years old. This is how bad I look from drinking. No, we find uh, out Paul is 18. Exactly, exactly. He is not doing well. He's lived a hard 18 lives, <laughs> or 18 years and lives. It's a problem. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think it's good or bad. It's uh, For me, it's uh, not really a... Tr- it's, I grew up Mormon, and so it's like, oh, nice. uh, not nice. Well, my, my editor, my editor uh, Brent White, is, is Mormon also. Oh, you're so, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of good things and a lot of bad things. Uh, but it just was a thing that I never did, and then it just followed me into adult life yeah and so but I, the whole world is fascinating to me because i still feel like such a baby about drinking no, i know nothing the, about it well there's nothing wrong with that but now the juicer is even more important to you <laughs> uh, but yeah making my grapefruit juice making yeah. my lemon juice exactly. my trees here are finally uh, fruiting some sort of things oh, nice. so I'll, I'll be able to use though use it for those and when my friends come over to drink there you go I can make the. Maybe I should teach myself a few little. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah a few. Well, I have a cocktail book that just came out. Oh, so you're you kidding! You should get that, and, okay. uh, and it's got 125 recipes. What work did you put into the cocktail book? Like, how long did that take you? I'm curious. It was about a this. pandemic. Uh, oh, of course. Thing because I did a, I did a, a live show on Instagram 100 days in a row every day at five o'clock to raise money for charities and to teach myself how to make cocktails. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And so it just kind of came out of that. People were like, oh, put out a book with the recipes. And then it just grew into this whole thing of how to throw a cocktail party, how to stock your bar. And then every drink comes with like a funny personal story. Oh, sure. So was that purely enjoyable to write or did it become stressful? No, that was fun. It, that was a lot of fun. Okay. Something like that is fun because it's not, you know, writing scripts is stressful. Because right. Because it's all like, oh, how do I do it in the shortest time? How do I, you know, I mean, how do I... You know, make each scene short and get it across, and then the story going to track, and it's just right. so stressful. So, like, I do that writing in the morning, and then the afternoon, like, oh, good, I'm just going to write something dumb, just something that's so far removed from what you actually do. Yeah. Did you develop your own cocktails? Yeah, I do. There, I've got about twenty originals. In twenty. There. Yeah. And do they each have a different name? Yeah, they have different names. Such as well, there's the Figtini, of course, <laughs> <laughs> which had to be in there. Um, I, it, it actually, it was called the Quarantini. Oh, sure. Uh, but then, when nobody wants to think about that's that anymore, that's a bit anymore. of a bummer at this point. Exactly. We're all done with that. But no, I have one called the Squeaky Door, which uh, <laughs> it was for my wife because when we um, would shoot the our show, it was out in my guest house. And she would always come in at the end to try the drink, but our guest house door is super squeaky. So people would hear that and they go, oh, there's a squeaky door, here comes Lori. And um, so then I just invented one for her called the squeaky door. What, what's in the squeaky door? A lot of stuff in the squeaky door. It's got like cherry hearing in there, and it's got orange curacao, and it's got um, gin, of course, Ooh. and uh, a bunch of uh, several ingredients. And then it's, then it's uh, on the rocks with uh, club soda. It's a okay. very refreshing drink. Now, why haven't you fixed the squeaky door? Because it just became part of uh, part of our, our lore. <laughs> it would be sad. It would be sort of, you know, like, uh, like Seth a... Rogen making his voice mel- melodic and <laughs> British accent. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you're just stuck with it now. It's part of your brand, yeah, the squeaky yeah. door. I know. If that door opened and there was no squeak, I would be very sad. It's like it moved out or something. Exactly. And then I could be murdered, too, because <laughs> I, nobody's in here. I didn't hear the door squeak. And then Yeah, squeaky door is kind of a natural alarm. Yeah, That's it is. Interesting. It is, exactly. Because God knows my dog doesn't alert, alert us to anything if anybody's <laughs> in the house. Now, so you said your dog lives in England full time. Yeah, he's in England now. Did he start in the U.S.? Yeah. Okay. He, he's only moved to England in the last, uh, like, half a year, I guess. Okay. And is he enjoying life there? He loves it, according to my wife. <laughs> She's like, he's so happy. He's like, is he happy? I guess. You know, he, he's obsessed with black cabs. Oh, right. Of if course. If he sees a black cab, he will run and jump in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> does he like riding in cars? Yeah, he does. He okay, does. he does. What was? Why did you make the decision to send him away to England? Because well, your wife wanted him there. Well, my wife, she wants to be based there. Oh, so okay. that would be the home base. And, that, and we've been living there pretty much for the last four years because my last two movies shot in the UK and then right. did post and all that. Um, but now I'm kind of all over the place. So she just wants a base out of there because I'm never around anyway. So, right. Yeah. So, so uh, how much of your year are you now spent? Is it London you're living in? Yeah. I mean, it, it just depends on what project I'm on because... Yeah, like I said, you know, last four years we were there. We were back here for the for the pandemic, for the right. lockdown. Fortunately, we were actually supposed to be there. Where they were renovating the place we were going to rent, so we would have been stuck in a completely not finished oh, apartment. Yeah, so this worked out great to be here. But um, yeah, but I, I, you know, like this year I'll be living in Atlanta for the, or oh, coming up sure. for the next four months to do post, and then I'm probably going to do post, you know, shoot it there and do post here. So all I, I belong all to the world. The I belong place. to the world. Do you like being all over the place? I do. It I do. keeps things in. Interesting. I'm never happier than when I'm getting on an airplane. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. I, I have. I struggle on an airplane. <laughs> Physically, it is so difficult for me. Well, yeah. The actual flight is not that fun. <laughs> well, you, you know, you're going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. To know the destination. But I guess, like, maybe I. I just need a lobotomy or something because even yeah. the destination at this point doesn't matter to me. Right. <laughs> it's just all pain and wanting to be home. I. I. I hear you. I, I hear you. Um. So you're. Did you shoot a movie? Is that what you're doing in Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And uh, can you talk about the movie at all? We haven't announced it yet. Oh, wow. This is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, but it is, it's going to be fun. A big action comedy. Oh, big wonderful. Thing. Yeah. And is this for 2024? Yeah. Um, no, it's actually going to be out the end of, supposedly out of the end of next year. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so 2023. That's, there you go. There you go. That's mm -hmm. very exciting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And have you spent much time in Atlanta? No, this is my first time. I, okay. I was there once overnight when we were doing the movie The Heat because I had to go into Melissa McCarthy was shooting a movie there. And so Sandra came, and I came in and we just did a day of kind of okay. reading the script and rehearsal. But that's the only time I've ever spent there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, there'll be a lot to explore there. Yeah, well, I was just there for this last week to scouting locations and um, – it was nice. It was really nice. Found some good food. I'm going to gain a thousand pounds there, though, because that southern cooking is oh, so course. good and so fattening. A good biscuit. Is there anything better? Oh, my God. Biscuits and gravy. Delicious. And, and shrimp and grits. That's my, my favorite, my obsession for breakfast. I've never had shrimp and grits. You have it for breakfast. Yes. It's How a breakfast often? Dish. Uh, I had it every day of the week when I was here this last week, just because I know I'm not going to be there. But when I go back, I can't do that every day. Right. Although I do, I do them as locale as you can. <laughs> I don't do the shrimp grits. I'm not. I, I mean, I don't do the cheese grits. Oh, okay. I do regular grits, and then the, the shrimp is in there, and then I don't have any like bacon on it or anything. And they sometimes will put like a cream sauce. I don't do that. Wow, you I just can get, really go all out with. This. Oh, you can go nuts. Oh my god, totally. <laughs> I just get hot sauce. I slather with hot sauce. Oh, sure. Because I'm a hot sauce fanatic. Hot sauce is a miracle. It makes everything taste wonderful. Everything. It's good. healthy always. Mm -hmm. It's not. You don't have to feel. You can have as much hot sauce as you want. Yeah. I, there's some some famous explorer. I don't know. Somebody today who travels constantly and goes to all the craziest places all in the world and eats. And they said, "What's the one thing you always have with you?" And they said, "A bottle of Tabasco sauce." Oh, interesting. Are you a Tabasco? Uh, I fan? like Tabasco, okay. but. Uh, um, but I, I like a little more flavor. Uh -huh. I like Cholula. I like Tapatio. Yes. But I don't like those. Like, I like hot. But I don't like those ones that are just like, just burn your mouth and then no. your butthole. You know, it's, it's kind of like, forget it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't enjoy fire in the hole uh, <laughs> right. eight hours after I eat. Yeah, I need it to be just enough to excite me. Yeah. 
and add some flavor. Exactly. If it becomes painful and I'm not getting anything other than pain. Yeah, that's a, a whole other category of yeah. the psychology there is a fully different thing. Yeah. Anytime, like, you know, the, the, the name of the hot sauce has death or, or hell. Some, or... Yeah, exactly. Then I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I've never thought of shrimp as a breakfast food. Yeah, it can be, you know. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of just breakfast food, you know what I mean? Like, You're not like a, an eggs and bacon person. No, I mean, I can eat them, and I, and I do, but I, I don't find that's what I look forward to. Like, the greatest experience I ever had, we were in Italy number of, a few years ago, uh, and staying at this place where they just kind of, they'll go, we'll, we'll make you whatever you want for breakfast. I was like, can I have, like, penne arrabbiata with chicken? <laughs> yes. And it's like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can stay away from breakfast food. What's your, but you won't do have breakfast at somewhere yeah. here every day and yeah. what like what are you ordering for breakfast my breakfast is i have a uh, chicken breast with uh steamed broccoli paul this is absolutely fascinating to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely fascinating i uh my boyfriend and i went uh to breakfast with a friend a couple of years ago and she got I believe chicken soup and a glass of wine, and it was, it, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> the glass of wine is that's the great one. Yeah, so this is uh, this is very close to yeah. that. Well, you'd be surprised how many people I see at this coffee shop order mimosas in the morning. Uh, oh, but yeah. This is this is not a like a fancy coffee shop. This is like a you know a down and dirty coffee. Oh, shop. Oh, interesting. So they're there with this thing, you know, uh, with some orange juice and then those little kind of baby sham or whatever those little sidecar. Oh, sure, bottles. sure. I'm just like, oh, that just I don't know. Something seems sad about no, that. No, yeah, that's a, if you're a mimosa should be part of a light brunch. Yeah, where you're. Chatting with friends Not in the when sunshine, you're sitting at the counter, you know, it's kind of I don't know, but but God bless anybody for you know I don't I don't want to judge even though I just did. <laughs> I yeah. Meanwhile, you're gobbling down a chicken breast and broccoli. <laughs> they look at me like I'm the weirdo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're all weird, right? We all have something going on. <laughs> so then, for lunch and dinner, what so what's your go to? Um. Lunch I struggle with the most. I just find that's the hardest meal to kind of figure out. Confusing know? time of day for mind yeah. and stomach. Yeah, because I because I'm basically gluten free. I have been for years and years. So like grabbing a sandwich is hard, right? You know? But I like to get like a wrap. And like when I'm shooting my movies, all I ever have is a turkey wrap. Oh, for, interesting. For lunch. Yeah, turkey okay. wrap with pickles and then like a you know a bag of Doritos or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's very much like a an airplane meal. Yeah, it is. It is. That that's where that's where I don't want to have any kind of, you know, extra stress, you know, like having a uniform. My, my uniform is my, my, my turkey wrap. I, I have got to settle on a lunch meal yeah. because I waste so much time in the middle of the day mm -hmm. and so much energy thinking about what I'm going to eat. Yeah, because dinner's this like destination at the yes. end of your day and that's fun. Like, oh, we're going to eat and all that stuff. Uh, it's just like, I got to eat lunch. What am I going to have? So frustrating. Yeah, uh, but then for dinner, you're just doing whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any particular favorites? Um, I like everything. I'm I'm a I'm a foodie, my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, but I, you know, I everything. I mean, I love to go to an Italian restaurant, get something. Love a good steakhouse, get a good steak. Love going to a Mexican restaurant, having Mexican food. Mexican food was sometimes I'll do that for lunch, but then it just wipes me out for the uh, afternoon. Of course, because I just eat too much. Can I ask where you're going for Mexican Mexican food in Los Angeles? Well, my favorite place was Gardens of Tasco. Ooh, where? What was that? Well, it was it was in West Hollywood, okay, um, on Harper and uh, and Santa Monica, and is there forever. I mean, it was there from the early seventies, and they were famous for they didn't have any written menus. The the waiter would come and recite the menu, but it had jokes in it. They oh, do the what? same jokes all the time. One of the jokes was. Uh, 
it, it, it's something about the, the, this cream chicken with the cream sauce, and it tastes like the chicken was born in that sauce. But they'd like drag out the born <laughs> with this thing, and we'd all laugh every time. I, I, we used to go there twice a week. I mean, for. 20 years <laughs> and you'd bring people like okay here comes the joke and the other one was um oh the pole the the mole poblano in a very spicy sauce not hot spicy and they would drag that out really long we'd all laugh <laughs> we need to get back to restaurants with novelty events happening. yeah well i when i was growing up there's a place called Farrell's. Which uh, was an ice cream parlor restaurant. Right. And I used to have every birthday there. And my goal in life was to be a waiter at Farrell's. <laughs> because it was all like banjos and blah, 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 that kind of, you know, that kind of 1920s thing. But they would all come over with jokes. And then, like, if you ordered for my birthday, you got a thing called the zoo, which was, uh, it was a giant, like, punch bowl that they'd fill with just ice cream, every, <laughs> just, you know, every syrup and nuts and all that stuff. And then when you ordered it, they, they put it on this kind of stretcher and the two of them would <laughs> run happening? around they would run around the, the restaurant <gasps> lifting it up and down and music was playing and everybody would cheer and so i just thought that was the greatest thing ever and then they had a thing called the pig's trough which was a giant sunday and if you finished it they'd come over and announce to the to the you know the restaurant you were a, officially a pig and they would give you like like <laughs> just a, shame an you. award yeah exactly and you're like oh my god i'm in the spotlights so that was great did you ever know someone who finished the trough uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I finished it. It wasn't that big, really. Oh. I mean, it was big, granted, but when I was a teen, I could rock wow. through that. Uh, yeah, it's amazing how the body kind of begins to fail you as far as eating <laughs> uh, yeah. massive amounts of food. Well, especially when it's tons of ice cream. <laughs> just pure. <laughs> that never goes well. Cream and sugar. <laughs> exactly. But just to close the book on, on Gardens and Tasco, they are still open, but they moved out of that restaurant. Now they are takeout only, but they are oh. on Santa Monica Boulevard, and it's the greatest food. Okay, the food is good, Fantastic. though. Fantastic. But you just don't get the jokes anymore, which no, is such the a jokes shame. Are, jokes are what an absolute drag that is to yeah, hear. Okay, so we've learned that you failed your life goal to be a waiter at the ice cream restaurant. <laughs> exactly. what, a, what a shame for you. I know. That's really too bad. Bring it back. Do you still like ice cream? Uh, you, I like ice cream. Ice cream doesn't like me. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really. No, but I like it. But you know, I, once I made ice cream, and you're like, oh my God. like that. <laughs> nothing puts you off ice cream more than seeing how much... Fat goes into ice cream because it's, it's all solid. That's you know, all it is. Butter and cream <laughs> and whole milk. And, but it's delicious. Uh, I feel like one major thing Los Angeles is missing is an ice cream parlor. That which makes perfect sense for this city. I feel like people would really get on board with that. Well, yeah, because there used to be Schwab's where everybody got discovered, and you know, back in the in the day in old Hollywood. And, you know, I'm and, not familiar with Schwab's. Oh, Schwab, that's a famous. That's where, like, uh, I mean, I don't think Marilyn Monroe got discovered there, but like famous old movie stars would they'd be working as soda jerks or whatever <laughs> at the thing, and that was the famous place where people get uh, discovered. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And is Schwab's? Did that eventually become like a truck, like a frozen food service that was like in trucks that would drive around? It may have. I don't know if they were they were uh, related. Okay, yeah. yeah. I remember a bizarre service as a kid that their truck would drive around and sell you frozen meals or something. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. I got, somebody tried to sell me sushi out of their trunk once. That cannot <laughs> on be the, true. On the hottest day in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to the guitar center back in, in, way back when <laughs> in, in Sherman Oaks. And I came out and the guy's like, hey, I got one more thing of sushi in the back if you want to buy it. And I was like, it's 100 <laughs> degrees out, sir. Why would I possibly do that? Did you get a look at the sushi? Uh, no, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> what could have possibly been happening there? <laughs> I don't that know. is someone who is try, a very bad assassin. Entrepre entrepreneur. <laughs> 
It's a terrible... <laughs> very bad assassin. <laughs> um, do you play guitar? Yeah. I didn't know that. Guitar and drums, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you do not good, it? But, not good. But, How long have you been playing? I mean, my whole life. Oh, I've been then you of, must be pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good drummer. Okay. Drums are, I've been in a lot of bands as a drummer, and I like that. Guitar, I'm a little more remedial on. But, uh, what sort of stuff are you playing? Are you writing your own things? Are you playing? No, we were always cover bands. Oh, I mean, okay. I went through a period where I was actually writing a lot of music and recording it. I had a recording studio oh, I had in no my idea. house. Yeah, back in the, this was back in the 80s, when you could get like these four track things. I mean, now with your computer, you do whatever right. you want. But I had this like, I spent all my money to get this eight track recorder that we had, was built in with the whole soundboard and then this reel to reel then you could oh my god so I recorded a lot of music and we used some of it in actually in Freaks and Geeks there's oh you're kidding a song that I recorded um, it, it's called Space Funk oh of course yeah, yeah, that's, that, a, that's you that's me that's amazing <laughs> recorded that whole thing oh my god that's a wild to hear because I'm obviously <laughs> along with every other person a huge fan of the show but my sister and I love that and the spa- we the space funk song is it's for uh, the Bills dance yeah, Bills course. rerun dance exactly that's so funny <laughs> so was that basically the style of music you were recording no I recorded everything I mean I re- I really like funk you know I'm uh-huh. like a big James Brown fan so I've always tried to do that wow kind of thing and do uh, any of the other recordings still exist oh yeah oh yeah I got a lot yeah yeah, I got a lot of songs recorded (laughs) that I engineered and all that I was so into it I loved it I mean I kind of wish I still had a studio just to noodle around in do you uh, ever consider releasing those things in any way Mm, I I don't know I guess I probably could I never thought about it (laughs) (laughs) um, there's some that are kind of fun there's some that I would never let anybody hear uh, right of course but no I was kind of it was fun I mean I guess Space Funk's my most most famous, <laughs> famous one to get out in the world. Did you get paid for Space Funk to put it in the show? No, I gave it for free. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, although I, I think BMI or one of them, they had to pay me like, you know, some... Right, just like legally, they yeah, for legal had reasons. no choice. Yeah, uh, but it's still not available anywhere. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I wish you get it like, released on Spotify. Yeah, it should be on something. Spotify yeah, or something. Think. Yeah, I mean, Freaks and Geeks had a, has kind of a history of music licensing issues, yeah. Oh, right? Oh, yeah, totally. That's what killed us. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the only song that would have gone forward if we had we not gotten the rights for everything. You should have replaced every other song in it with Space, <laughs> with space Funk. Fun. That would be a very interesting show you know, to watch. Wait a minute. That's it. If we ever do a sequel, there it is. <laughs> was there ever talk of doing more Freaks and Geeks? Yeah, there was always talk of it. I, I wasn't... I mean, right when we got canceled, we were hoping we were going to get picked up. And MTV did step up and wanted to do it, but they couldn't give us the budget. Uh, Ah, what a shame. Yeah, I mean, we were always, you know, that show was, it was expensive, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the music alone, right? It's a period piece. Well, that's why we had so much trouble, because we only licensed the music for... To be able to air on network TV, right? So then, when they want to put it on DVD, they had so they you know they had to rework all the contracts, oh. and that's why nobody wanted to do it. And we had music that we had recorded that Mike Andrews, our composer, had done for international, and it was, it was so I don't know, not clear headed back then. It's like oh, international cares. It's like so these <laughs> they were out in the world without the songs in it. It's like and it's the Whoa, songs are the whole. Bizarre. I mean, that's there's like a character in the movie. Yeah, it's a different show. Yeah, but then when they want to put those out, it's like no, I can't. I'd rather not have the show out there. Than right, the right. Yeah, that's I, that feels I guess incredibly short sighted on the network's part to be like we'll just do this limited song deal. Yeah, they never know. They never think you know your show is going to be a hit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, they figure they'll deal with it down the line because you know that was when you'd have to go into syndication, so you need mm-hmm. at least a hundred episodes. So that's you know they kick the can down the road. I'm sure it was terrible at the time that it got 
canceled as quickly as it did. But yeah. is there some part of you that's like, I'm happy that it didn't go for 50 seasons and eventually get ruined? Yeah, totally. Oh no, very much so. I kind of look. That's why when people go like, oh, you, you know, you do a, a you know a reunion show, I'm like, ah, you, you know what? All we can do is fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even uh, the best version won't be like what some people wanted. Yeah, I mean, the only good thing is like the, my problem with most reunion shows is it's just a chance to watch and go like, ooh, look how old everybody is, <laughs> you know. But our show was so young that it gets go like, and then they're all famous. Right. So, they all look great still. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. I, if I had some brilliant idea, sure, mm, but right. I, 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 I'm i very much as a James Brown fan, you say hit it <laughs> hit it and quit it, and that's what I am very much a fan of. I think, yeah, I feel like people are learning that lesson more and more to just, like, leave it be. Yeah, you got away with it. Yes, don't don't toy with it anymore. Exactly. People will be furious. Um, well, I think it's time to play a game. Oh, please. We're going to play a game called Gift or a Curse. Okay. I need a number between 1 and 10 from you. Okay, let's go with uh, 7. Okay. Oh, there's a little bird chirping. I hope the listeners can hear that oh, beautiful bird. It's lovely. Got a uh, fountain in the background. It's very zen back here. Uh, oh, good. I hope that this is a calming thing for everybody. It is. Very calm. Um, okay, I have to do some light calculating. Okay. So while I'm doing this, you can recommend something, promote something, talk to the listener in any way you wish. Oh, very good. Well, um, if you go to Netflix right now, my movie, uh, uh, The School for Good and Evil, is playing right now. Uh, we came out about uh, a month a month ago, or a little maybe a month and a half ago, and uh, it stars Charlize Theron and Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Michelle Yeoh, and a cast of uh, uh, fabulous young people. Uh, so that's streaming right now on Netflix. And my book, Cocktail Time, The Ultimate Guide to Grown-Up Fun, is available now in bookstores everywhere, on Amazon. It's the perfect Christmas gift, everybody. Will this be on before Christmas? After Christmas. Oh, but there's always, the nice thing about Christmas, great there's always another. There you go, for the following. But don't wait that long. <laughs> or buy it now. <laughs> and then put it in the closet. Right, and yeah. then next Christmas you're not freaking out when the, go. the date rolls are exactly. around. Exactly. Well, I hope everybody had a great Christmas. <laughs> I do, too. I hope that <laughs> Christmas wasn't too terrible. Um, okay, gift or a curse. An excellent job there. Thank Sometimes you so much. people totally drop the ball and the information <laughs> is scattered. I mean, you did mention a Christmas gift. Which that is, is true. But I, uh, I would give that a solid B+. Plus. Thank you, Bridger. I, I'm, I'm always selling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is how we play gift or a curse. I'm going to name three things. Okay. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a uh, curse and why. Okay. And then I'll tell you if you're correct or not because there are objectively correct answers okay. in this game. Now, where did my number come into play? I had to... I have this... A truly insane-looking Google Doc <laughs> that I... Well, now the listener listeners are just helping out. They send in suggestions. I drop them in. And then I do... I use the number to randomly pick ah. to, to make sure it's a fair game. Okay, good. I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay, this first one is from a listener named Liz. Hello, Liz. And... Uh, she suggested, gift or a curse, real estate videos that feel like movie trailers. <laughs> and this would be gifted. Uh, no, this is just like your, oh, your thought. Just... Do you think it's a gift or do you think it's a curse? Oh, I said to, to like humanity. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think that's a curse. I don't like anything that fakes out kind of like... Like I was just watching TV the other day, watching MSNBC, and like some ad came out that tried to look like the newscast. Oh, yeah, and he's like, "Oh, come on, really? Like we're not falling for it, <laughs> you know?" But clearly, they think you might. <laughs> so no. Uh, okay, you think that's a curse? I think it's a curse. Yeah. Oh, 
Paul, I hate to hear it. Oh, no. It's a gift. It is. I love it. The world of real estate is fascinating to me. Realtors, <laughs> I feel like there's an arms race with realtors to be as wild as possible right. and to just create things that are like, this has nothing to do with homes. <laughs> and they're all just kind of making very interesting choices that we get to kind of enjoy mm. and uh, just live in. Yeah. Well, I like realtor swag. <laughs> I, I Such like as. everything. It's just got their picture on it. So it's a notepad. It's a pen. It's a coffee cup. And it's just that one picture of that person. And like, there's been some realtors in our neighborhood. I mean, for years, and this is the same picture. <laughs> I love a, real, a realtor headshot. Oh, yeah. Everything about it is uh, always fun to look at. Yeah, it looks like they were done when, when I, I don't know if they had this when you were growing up, but uh, we always you go to like Sears and they would have these portrait and you'd get your portrait taken. Oh, Sears. sure. It always sure. had that look of like a high school photo, with, yes, you know? Yes. And so that's what I always feel. Those There must be a realtor like <laughs> photography center somewhere. <laughs> no, I would, uh, maybe I should open one. I'd yeah. love to take photos of realtors for a living. <laughs> Come on, that would be great. I mean, speaking of Sears and things going on in Sears, let me ask you this. The Sears near me, growing up had a dentist in it. <laughs> Does this sound remotely familiar to you? It doesn't sound familiar, but I but it makes perfect sense because <laughs> Sears used to kind of have everything. Uh, right. That was where you would go for like everything. I mean, the day of that kind of department store is gone. Right. I, I think, pretty much. Department stores are very much on their way out of business. Yeah. Malls. My God. We were just yeah. scouting an abandoned mall in, in Atlanta. Oh. That's weird. You know, it's like the apocalypse. I need to write something with a mall, an abandoned mall that just will allow me to go on scouts to look through these. <laughs> I bet it's do it. a haunting experience. Oh, it really is. It's really, and it's kind of sad too. Like, you know, I, again, as an older man, uh, you know, when I was growing up, malls were everything. Of That's, course, the center of the universe was the mall. And now it's, I, it is a nice thing to still go back to. Yeah, but, but what are the mall walkers? Do? Where do they walk? <laughs> I love to be in an empty mall. Okay, well, you got the first one wrong, and it's oh, horrifying man. to watch. I know. I'm so. Oh, but you have two more chances to kind of redeem yourself. Okay. Okay. This next one is from a listener named Pete. Mm-hmm. Gift or a curse? Gummy vitamins. Oh, um, those are gift. I would dare say. Why? Because uh, I actually take one for for cholesterol. <laughs> oh, I don't, even, I don't even know what it is, but I just my friend gave it to me. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm taking vitamins is a, is a bummer. Like swallowing pills is a drag. And, and there's I, I'm, there's this one potassium pill I just got that I like to take, and um, it's the, those chalky ones. Ooh. And every time the first attempt, it, go, oh, it gets stuck in my throat, <laughs> and I almost like throw up. And then it gets trapped on the way down. That, that's the worst when you get like a, a oh, vitamin stuck in your that pain. Oh, and it won't go what away. What is that pain? It feels like it's in your ribs. I know exactly. You're just drinking and swallowing <laughs> and get down, get down. Try to eat something to knock it down. The the chalky ones are the. There's no excuse at this point. I know. Yeah, I know. We're living in a civilized world. Yeah. There's there are so many different textures of. Uh, vitamin or yeah. pill can be. They, they can put some something slick on it to get <laughs> down your gullet. <laughs> Not resemble a Necco wafer in any way. Right, exactly. Okay, so you're saying gift. I am saying gift. Why do you have a feeling I'm about to lose? Paul, I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, hooray. I love, look, I love it. I mean, my absolute favorite vitamin, I haven't had one since I was a child, but Sunkist made a type oh. of vitamin that were delicious. Oh, like a vitamin C? Chewy? Yeah, they were like a chewable. They, we hadn't gotten to the gummies at that yeah, point. Yeah, like Flintstones chewable. Right, but I will say the Flintstones ones were disgusting. They had a real <laughs> weird aftertaste. This was the perfect vitamin, uh, but I like a chewy vitamin. Yeah. I'm also going to recommend, and I haven't talked about this in a, in a long time, time on this podcast mm-hmm. 
Brazil nuts. You should be oh. taking two Brazil nuts a day. My cholesterol was at the high end of normal. Right. My therapist recommended, this was the only piece of advice that therapist gave me <laughs> that I took into my life, take two Brazil nuts a day. My cholesterol lowered. You're kidding. It's amazing. Really? I can't recommend it enough. I'm rushing out to get Brazil You've nuts right now. You've got to get Brazil nuts. Holy Everyone smokes. hates them. I've grown to love them. <laughs> they are I, sort of the, yeah, the, the, you know. Like the outcast of the nut mix. <laughs> they really are. But I'm telling people they're not that bad. <laughs> and it's a, kind of a hearty snack that yeah. does something for well, your cholesterol. Natural, too. I think that's great. Yeah. Maybe I can get off my statins then. <laughs> yes, please. Okay, well, you've gotten one right so far. Uh, that's not too bad. This is the tiebreaker. Okay, and now Mike has suggested, gift or a curse, people who go jogging with their dogs. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say it's a curse. And why? Because I don't think the dog has any say. <laughs> you know, and we all know dogs love to run. Sure. But at the same time, I don't know if the dog was really up for the run that you wanted to go on. <laughs> you know, and also, also, it's just I, you know, I could never jog with my dog because he just wants to stop every five minutes mm-hmm. and smell everything and go to the bathroom everywhere. So, you know, so so then you're denying them that pleasure if they got to uh-huh. run with you. So unless it's a super sporty dog, I guess. Right, yeah. right. A Scotty dog is not a running dog. No, no they are not. They're kind of a neighborhood wanderer. They have their occasional bouts of room springa where they run around <laughs> and then they'll just flop down. Uh, you got it. Yes. I think this is a curse in so many ways. Oh, Leave the shoot. dog out of it. Exactly. It's unfair. That's right. It's, it's uh, like, go do your jogging on your own. Mm. I mean, this also falls into the category of people jogging with a stroller, running with a yeah. stroller, which feels like such a show-off move. Yeah, totally. totally. I, I don't need to just... If you have to run publicly, right. do it on your own. I don't want to know anything about what else is happening in your yeah, home. Totally. Don't push a stroller. Don't <laughs> drag your dog along with you. It's 100% a curse. I always wonder how babies feel about being... Because <laughs> they don't know that they're being pushed. They don't see what's happening behind them. So they're just in this out-of-control thing that's flying down the street. So, like, that's I, the I therapist. I considered that. Yeah, that's a lot of therapy. I think it go back to my, my earliest memory was going very fast. No one was there. <laughs> Absolutely no context for the situation. Yeah, we've got to think about those babies and toddlers who are yeah, just yeah. terrified. They're hanging on for their lives. You got two out of three. Oh, I win. You certainly don't win, Paul, (laughs) but you uh, don't lose. Oh, there you go. And that's amazing. You know what? All I ask is (laughs) to walk away, not lose. Exactly. Very impressive. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations. Thank you. This is the final segment of the podcast. It's called I Said No Emails. People (laughs) write into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. My listeners are desperate people their lives are horrible <laughs> and they are seeking help from me and now from you Good. will you help me yeah, i would love to help all right let me get into the dock here and mm-hmm. get a question happening okay this says dear bridger and guest yes hello i hope this finds you well excuse me for being so forward but i must cut to the point immediately my husband's 34th birthday is coming up and i need some advice on what to get him he is a reformed chef who now works on trees he likes pc games garage rock and knives here's the thing he has a talent for giving me gifts that are really for him such as screwdrivers and a nintendo switch oh no Ooh, that's a bad okay uh, i work in surgery and like cats girl power Blood and guts, parentheses, see occupation. I'd like to return the favor this year, which begs the question, what can I get him that's really for me? Mm. Deepest gratitude for your assistance with this quandary. Regards, Susan in Kansas. 
Hmm. Who gives a screwdriver as a gift in any situation? <laughs> Say that's just bad that's across just the board. Horrible. <laughs> just go buy yourself a screwdriver. <laughs> it's a really nice screwdriver. <laughs> the world's most beautiful jewel encrusted screwdriver. That's a yeah. This uh, husband is out of control. I I would dare say uh, a reform chef who now vaguely works on trees. We don't even know what that means. And, and who loves knives? This <laughs> yes. is getting weirder by the minute. Get out of the house. What's her name? <laughs> Susan. Susan, Susan you are get out of there. Danger. Get You're out an of absolute there. danger. Uh, what could Susan get for herself? Essentially, that her husband will unwrap for her. A restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, David. <laughs> um, I, I mean, uh, well, she likes cats, and she is. Uh, she loves blood and guts yeah. and girl power uh, that's such a vague thing what are we talking about there that's yeah, too general of a thing well is there like a home cat surgery kit <laughs> like a cat yeah. dissecting kit yeah well yeah, that's no, not a good thing to think about die, though. <laughs> exactly no like like uh, you know for cutting their nuts off you know uh, oh kind of, interesting yeah, yeah. A neutering nice, kit. like a neutering or spaying yeah exactly that is not a bad idea he unwraps a uh, mm-hmm. full surgery kit there's the anesthetic yeah. There's a little cat table that mm-hmm. you put it to sleep. No, you don't put it to sleep. <laughs> I, I keep... <laughs> what do you have against cats? <laughs> I have nothing against cats. I adore cats. <laughs> I like jogging with my cat. Uh, <laughs> See how I brought it back? I See how I brought okay it back? With, I would absolutely... More people should be running with cats. Um, okay, I think that's actually the perfect gift. A cat Excellent. spay or neuter at-home kit. Now, the only problem is he likes knives, so... Is oh, there, I wonder if there's some... Right. But do you use a knife, or is it more like a needle or something? Or a laser. Oh, yeah. That, oh, yeah. Could you laser a cat uh, out of commission? <laughs> out of out of procreation? <laughs> um, I don't know. We have to look into this. Is there some sort of pill that you can give the cat that... Uh, yeah, but I mean... Not a chalky pill. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I just keep I'm doing callbacks. I'm doing callbacks right now. Paul refuses not to do a callback. <laughs> exactly. He's the callback king. I am. Um, he's built his reputation on it. <laughs> no, I think that that's not a bad idea. I mean, it, we don't know if there's actually a cat in the picture. Why not bring home a cat? Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe. And maybe know. like a bag of raw meat. She loves blood and guts. Oh, that's true. You're, you're kind of strewing that about the house for the cat no, to No, actually, eat. get a cat and then get a, a, a whole cage of mice. <laughs> and let them loose, and then the cat will, you know, do its thing and tear them apart, and then yep. she gets everything she wants. Yeah, uh, she brings the cat home. He's wondering what's going on. He has this beautifully wrapped gift. Yeah. He opens it. Suddenly, mice swarming everywhere. <laughs> everything makes sense. Cat's tearing them apart. There's blood and guts everywhere. It's like a like a horror show. <laughs> and he's out working on a tree. <laughs> Susan's completely satisfied, and the birthday is perfect for everybody. There we go. Paul, we answered it in an ideal way. I think we did. I think, and, and honestly, since there isn't a, a home, you know, neutering and spaying kit, I think just Yet. get a cat, get a cat and a bunch of mice. <laughs> I think that I Susan can't complain about this. No, she has to be happy with our answer. Yeah, how could she not? Uh, unfortunately, she is not on the podcast, so she can't complain. <laughs> can't hear her response. Uh, I'll block her email if she does try to complain. Yes, that's perfect. Good. We Here did we it. are. We did it. I've got this lemon. I have my <laughs> citrus squeezer. Mm-hmm. I have more lemons happening up here in the yard. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect night. Thank you for this. My pleasure. I've had such a wonderful time with you. This was great. I had a great time. Um, listener, this is the end of the podcast. God knows what you're going to do next. I mean, I would suggest putting on some sort of loud music. I think you need that emotional release. You've been listening to a podcast. Your feelings have been just piling up. I'm sure you're an anxious mess. Put on something loud and enjoy that for a minute. I recommend it completely. Dance it out. 
dance it out, whether you're in the car or in your workplace or in the kitchen washing the dishes, dance. Mm-hmm. Like no one's watching. <laughs> or like someone's watching. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Like, uh, yeah, maybe you want to impress somebody. Like you're on stage at the Met. Yes. <laughs> really We do should it. start dancing like we're on stage at the Met. <laughs> go. Have, uh, we, should, we need more standards. Yeah, here, here. Yeah, Don't hide your light under a bush. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to go. Get off the podcast. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Well, I invited you here Thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is present enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!